H is a case of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Satchel Page. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers. Christian here, host of The Hustle Show. Thank you so much for joining me today on episode 11. Huge milestone. We just passed the 10 episodes mark and i'm super excited and very pumped to have you here yeah i'm taking a few minutes off your day to listen to us whether you're at work right now or you are driving to your job or wherever you are thank you so much for tuning in on today's episode where we have an amazing hustler story today of Juliette Brindac. She started her company, Miss O and Friends, when she was 16. She has been through rough patches. She has been through ups and downs. It took her many, many years to be profitable, but she's killing it right now with her site. And she actually just launched on May, so a couple of months ago, her new YouTube Red original series called Hyperlink, where he's trying to motivate uh, young girls to get into entrepreneurship and, you know, girl power and a lot of great things that she's doing. So I'm super excited to share this story today with you. And remember that all the show notes and everything that we talk about today on today's episode and the perfect way to connect with Juliet, you can always go to thehassleshow.co slash THS11, okay? You know, you will also find the free book club and a lot of freebies that were worked on the website as well. And before we jump into the call with Juliet, I would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. You can always watch every episode on our YouTube channel or you can listen to in our audio experience podcast, okay? And if you're new to the Hustle Show, welcome. Welcome to this amazing community that we're trying to build in this message that I'm trying to get out there of the real of entrepreneurship. And if you're coming back, well, you know, I'd really want to thank you for coming back and if you haven't done it yet, just hit that subscribe button right now and let's jump in with Juliet. All right, Hustlers. So in today's episode, we have the story of Juliet. Welcome, Juliet. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm very excited. And, you know, it's one of those stories that I when when I when I saw it and I was reading a little bit about you. It's exactly the reason why we started the show, you know, to show people that it's 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 hard, but it's possible. And in your case, I mean, building a business, starting a business at the age of 16, it's pretty amazing. It's a huge milestone to you. So I'm very excited to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, me too. Happy to talk. Yeah. So, you um, you know, I want to hear a little bit about the ups and downs and how was that experience with Ms. O and Friends and then later on during our, you know, our, our chat, we're going to jump into your new YouTube Red series, which is, you know, when, when I saw that, that's pretty amazing. So I'm, I'm eager to hear that story as well. But, you know, guide us a little bit of how you got started with, uh, with Miss O and Friends. Yeah, so Miss um, O and Friends was actually inspired by drawings that I did when I was 10 years old. And I started doodling these cool girls that were just, you know, coming back from a family vacation, super bored, started doodling these girls. Um, and my mom, for whatever reason, held on to like, I was always drawing and I was like very creative as a kid. Um, but she like, she held on to these out of like so much of the art that I had done and, um, t 
took drawings that my sister Olivia had also done of herself. So Olivia always used to draw herself with like big pigtails on the top of her head. Like she never wore her hair like that, but that's how she drew herself. Um, my mom's, her background, uh, she went to art school. She was a graphic designer. So she basically took these two drawings that Olivia and I had done and kind of made them into character caricatures of the two of us. So it was really just a hobby for a while. There was a Juliet character and there's an Olivia character, kind of brought them to life on the computer and had these, you know, illustrated, these illustrated characters of Olivia and I just doing things that we like to do. So, you know, playing soccer, going to the movies, going to the beach, like skiing, um, whatever it was, these characters were also like that, that visualization of it. So like I said, just a hobby for a bunch of years. We kind of like sit around on the computer, do all these things. Um, and then one year for Olivia's eighth birthday party. So she's five years younger than I am. I was 13 at the time. We made these Miss O-like characters for all of her friends. So they looked like them. We like blew them up really big, mounted them on this thick foam core. And when her friends came into the house, we had all of them lined up and they were like, oh my gosh, these girls are so cool. They look like me. And um, it was the first time that we showed these drawings to anybody else besides, you know, me, my mom, my dad, and my sister. And they loved them. They went crazy for them and were like immediately drawn to these illustrations. And what was also really interesting at that birthday party is that it was the first time that I started seeing certain things happening with Olivia and her friends that my friends and I were dealing with in middle school. And like I said, my sister was just turning eight years old. So she was in like third grade um, and or they were finishing third grade. Her birthday's in late. <laughs> um, but it was really crazy for me to see these girls clicking off or, you know, talking about how they were fat and didn't want to eat birthday cake or talking about their boyfriends and they were eight. And my friends and I were like, you know, into middle school, dealing with all this stuff. Middle school is really hard. Um, and I think it's only getting harder these days for girls, or I know it's only getting harder these days. Um, and I really wanted to do something to help my sister and her friends through middle school. They loved these characters. And so we we use those as kind of like the hosts to like engage girls initially. Um, and that's when I decided that I wanted to start something for them. Um, Olivia's nickname is Miss O. That's why the company is called Miss O and Friends. I started it for both of them. Um, and I went to my parents, um, you know, told them about this. My parents were extremely supportive of my idea. I was always very entrepreneurial as a kid. Um, always had tons of little businesses that I was running and ideas that I was, you know, trying to start. And um, they really got behind me. But the goal was to help Olivia and her her friends through middle school. And um, in April of 2005 is when we launched the website. So it sounds like this was not you know, it did not start as a business idea. It did not start trying to, you know, make money. It started because it started as a hobby and then it was, it, it was evolving, right? Yeah, it was totally a hobby. Like even, even when the site first launched, it was still a hobby. Like there wasn't really like the understanding that like this is a business and that this could be, this could turn into something more. Like I said, my goal was to help Olivia and her friends. And yes, that, you know, we had to, you know, register a bunch of stuff and like file our LLC and do all that. So yes, technically it became a business, but from like a financial standpoint and even looking at it as something that I would continue to do, I had no idea. Like that wasn't the goal. Um, so yes, it has very much evolved since <laughs> we first launched. And it really wasn't until 2008 when we got our first large investment. So this was, you know, three years after the site started. Um, that we started looking at it as an actual company. 
<laughs> That's very cool. That's so so exciting. I mean, it's a it's a true, very different story, you know, from what we hear. That people just go in because they want to make money or they just want to monetize whatever trend. And you know, not only were you so young. I mean, you were you were 16, right, when you started the the site. Yes, I was 16 when the site launched. So what was the, the, I mean, when you say you wanted to help your sister, was that like blog posting or how was, was the videos or? Yeah. So again, like this is 2005. So this is like a long time ago. So it's actually kind of crazy to see how much the site has evolved, like from the very first, like, you know, the very first homepage that we put up to what we are now. Um, and really what it was is there was like a secret diary. There was an advice column. There were a bunch of games. Um, there was like some articles, but that was really it. Like it was simple, but the purpose was that girls could get advice online or they could go somewhere that was safe for them online. Like for me, when I was in middle school, Um, obviously there was like no Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat, like none of that existed, but we did have, we did a ton of instant messaging and there were tons of sites that were horrible, like votefurfun.com, which was never meant for middle schoolers to get their hands on, but like people putting up fake polls and like horrible bullying and all of this stuff. Um, and really what we wanted to do with Miss O was just have this site for girls that they could go to, they could have fun online but it was safe. It was contained. It was positive. Um, and it wasn't a place where parents were concerned about like their child's safety and where girls could realize that they weren't alone in the issues that they were facing. And that's always been the biggest thing for us is that, you know, in middle school, like girls think that they're the only ones who have ever gone through anything and that no one else in any any time has ever experienced it um so really showing girls that they aren't alone in the issues that they're facing and that like it's okay that they're feeling the way that they're feeling and it doesn't make them weird and it doesn't make them anything wrong with them it's just it's okay that's very cool that's very you know it's a very moving story in how it got started but i'm 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 eager trying to figure it out how was that transition from yeah. a hobby Okay, so it moved to a website, put it, you know, mm -hmm. some blog posts. Of course, looking back in 2005, yeah, they're right. There's, there was no video. There was no, you know, no mm -hmm. social media. It was all Web 2.0, the old, you know, yeah. the old days. So how did that move on to a business to start making dollars? How was that yeah. transition like? Yeah, so basically, um, like I said, I went to my parents with this idea um, and they were extremely supportive. They invested some of their own personal funds in the company, but we also as a family decided to invest my college funds. So I wanted to also feel like I was, you know, financially in a way, you know, my parents had been saving since I was born for my college, you know. So I wanted to also show them that this was like a sacrifice that I was also willing to make, um, that this was something that I believed in. So they, my, like I said, my mom's background is graphic design and my dad comes from a marketing background. So with that, there was, there was a lot of, Um, huge amounts of resources, um, specifically from my dad with people that he had worked with in the past, we were able to basically convince and like, get them to also believe in our idea, help us build the site. Um, obviously, the beginning, everyone was like pure equity. Um, still, most of our partners are just, you know, most people that we work with are just pure equity partners. Um, and so it was, you know, convincing them, like showing them what this was about. Um, and And it was funny because when we, when I first started coming, thinking about what I wanted to do, it was also at that time where like the internet was becoming something. Um, 
And it, we kind of went back and forth with the idea of, do we make a magazine or do we start a website? Um, so it was all like, it was all very new, but what happened was, like I said, my parents invested money. We did, then did like a family friends round, um, you know, just really trying to get the infrastructure built. Like that was the, from the beginning. And this is still one of the hardest things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis is the site is, you know, making it current, updating it, making sure it's working properly. Um, and it's a huge, huge expense and it always has been from the very beginning. So that was like the biggest push was to really make sure that we could get this site built. Um, and from there, we um, we hired, you know, some PR people um, and kind of like worked. The first piece of PR we actually had was in Time for Kids, the like in-classroom magazine. And so we got really connected with schools and teachers. Um, and obviously, we're able to get like from that the parents. And then... That was, you know, still though, small, like not making no money. And we were also like, we're never going to have advertising, um, which has changed. You have to pivot. There's a lot of times where you have to pivot and make changes. Initially, we looked at our company as also a licensing brand because we have these characters. We're like, great, let's do licensed product. Um, but it's not... You can't just like start doing like what we found is that you can't just start doing licensed product. Um, it's like a build and you have to build up your brand and you have to build everything up before you're able to do that. So that's why we really worked on building the site. Um, but yeah, I mean, those years from 2005 to 2008, it was really, um, you know, working off that family friends money to, con to get the site at least like something that was functioning and able to um, work. We were looking at licensing as a source of revenue, but we did a few licensing tests. It was too early to be doing that. So we, we kind of stopped doing that. And that's when we had to rethink things a little bit and had to be like, okay, like if, if this is going to be a company, if this is going to be a business, it's no longer going to be a hobby. It's no longer going to be like something that's just not making any money. Like what did it, what do we have to do? Um, and that's when we started looking for larger investors. Um, and it was Procter & Gamble, who's actually our largest investor. They invested in us in February of 2008. So from a timing perspective, it was very lucky timing. Um, I'm sure if that meeting had gotten pushed and we didn't, you know, didn't get that investment in February of 2008, we would have been out of business because, you know, as you know, everything just started going downhill from there. Um, so the timing on that was really great timing. Um, you know, there were other things that we were working on during that time. We were also going to do another licensing test with Target, but Target had to pull out because they didn't want to, you know, the market changed and they weren't going to take any risks. Um, and honestly, the company was not profitable until 2012. And it took, you know, it took a really long time for us to figure out what it was, um, that, like what we could do to make to make money. Um, like I said, we didn't want ads on the site. So we did not have ads on the site until like 2012. And that's when we started making like a little bit more. That's when we started becoming at least profitable. Um, we've always done sponsorships. So like a ton of sponsored content on the site. That was something that we'd been doing, you know, since since PG invested in us. That was kind of a like part of the partnership. Um, we tried to do like a premium, like virtual world and that just, no, no one wanted to pay for that. Like girls, kids don't want to pay for things, um, which is a continuing trend I see. <laughs> no one wants to pay for anything. Everyone wants it free and that's really difficult. Um, yeah, so I mean, 
we we tried a lot and like i said it wasn't until 2012 um where when we started accepting advertising again like making sure it was appropriate and then we also started another site called moms with girls that was kind of like this co-view site for parents and we were able to monetize that a lot easier than miss owen friends and and that at least helped keep us afloat for a while that's very cool. And, you know, to all the hustlers that are listening, when we think about 2008, that's when the big recession was. So you basically grew during the worst time there was, you know. So that's yeah. that's something to take in consideration. I mean, that was probably one of the horrible years for most companies. And yeah. And I mean, it was it was really hard for us, too. But we didn't. We've always been very, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like a not a point of contention, but um figuring out like the best ways to, you know, to spend, like what it is that we're going to spend our money on, like figuring out like what we do need and what we really don't need. Like everyone's virtual. We don't have offices. So like that is a huge thing that we, a huge way like that we save money. So there were a lot of things in 2008 that we had been doing up until that point that we just had to stop. Um, we used to pay people to write content on our site for girls, like, uh, you know, people who worked at other teen magazines and we were like, nope, we can't pay these people to do this anymore. And instead we changed. And that's actually um, when we changed our site from, you know, other people writing in content for girls to making it totally by girls for girls and all, all of our content now is user generated, which, you know, we were upset at the time thinking like, oh man, we're like where we're not going to have this like awesome tween girl content anymore, but it actually ended up being better for us because our content became even more authentic and it became even more um, relatable because it was our actual audience that was creating it. And it was just another way that we could help to build self-esteem for girls who wanted to be writers or were interested in certain topics and were able to share them with our girl community. That's so cool. Yeah, it was definitely a, a focus change and a gear change. And looking at those, I mean, from 2008 and 2012, sounds like, you know, the, the, you were trying to figure out things, you were trying to see how are you going to turn this profitable? How are we going to do it? Or, or what are we going to do it? Because it sounds like you were trying to figure it out, trying different things. But how how was that emotion going on in, in your mind? What's going? What was going on there? I mean, you know, you were talking about everybody else, the team, but I want to hear what was going on in your mind. Like, if, did you doubt yourself? Were you, what, what, what were you doing? What were you thinking? It was really hard. Um, and the reason why I also say we as a team is because when I say that, I'm also referring to my parents. And so at this point, my dad was just doing Miss Owen Friends full time. He was not working anywhere else. My mom was working at the company that she was working at, but they wanted to move her to like a different state. And she was like, they were, the company got bought by like a another company that was based in Ohio and my parents were like we don't want to move to Ohio my sister was just in her sophomore year of high school freshman year of high school so they weren't going to move so at this time every the entire source of income for our whole family was this and so it was terrifying really scary really hard tons of really hard times um you know it was diff it was so it's really difficult and it's difficult also for me to know that like so much of what i was doing was basically determining my, the financials of my entire family um and that's because we all got in on it we were all super invested in this and it became it has become a full on family business but it was scary to be in college 
and also having college and everything else that I was dealing with and, you know, just being in college at this point and wanting to be like a normal college student, but also having this like insane burden of, um, is this going to continue to work? How are my parents doing? Where is the, like, are we going to have enough money? Like there was a ton of huge questions that really, um, (laughs) stressed me out for a very long time and still do. And I think like that's part of it is, you know, it's, starting your own business and then obviously starting with your family if this is the only thing that all of you are doing at this point um there's a huge financial burden and a huge stress and it is not easy (laughs) yeah i totally agree with you on that but i am just amazed you know you did not only have the stress of trying to figure it out how to make it profitable how to survive on your own how to pay your college you were basically trying to figure it out for the entire home, like for the entire family. That's crazy to me. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're all very scrappy. Like my dad is like the most resourceful person I think I've ever met. And so like, you know, just like so many little things that like you wouldn't necessarily think of, he thought of, and we all work together to try and figure out like what we could do. I mean, anything we could do to promote the company at this point. Like, um, you know, we were also, it was interesting because at this point we were also, um, more focused on like looking at selling the company. So my, because we're like, okay, listen, like we've put a ton into this. Like, we're not sure like what's going to happen here. We're doing everything we can. The company's still not profitable. Um, and it obviously we, if we sold, I would have still been like very, I would have been involved. Like it wasn't like sold. Okay. Bye done. Like I, there was, I could never do that. I still don't think I could ever, I don't think I could ever do that. Just like wash my hands of any of this. Um, nor do I, nor would I want to, but that was something that we were looking at. So like, you know, during this time, we were also like looking for more investment money. We were looking, you know, for someone to potentially like a strategic partnership acquisition, any of that stuff, but everyone was struggling. Everyone was having such a hard time. So for us then like, you know, pushing something that wasn't profitable yet and talking about like all the ways that it could be in the future. It's like a lot of people just couldn't see past that. Um, so we did a ton of like, pretend, like, like, we tried to fundraise so much during that time and just, you know, going to the friends and family again, like getting anything where we could to keep things going. Um, and it was hard. And then we actually did have an offer my senior year of college from like a very, very large entertainment company, one that everybody in the world knows about. Um, we went in and met with them and we met them on a Friday and they made us an offer on Monday to buy the company. Um, and it was super exciting. It was awesome. Um, definitely lowballed us. And so we started negotiating. We started going back and forth. And there was kind of like a change of people power. They were doing some reorganization in the company and like the deal fell through. So that was also pretty devastating because this was like uh, something that we were so close to. And that was one of like the bigger lessons that I think I've ever learned. It's like, it's honestly, it's just not a done deal until everything is signed and you have the physical check either in your hand or it's been deposited and like cleared in your bank account because there's been so many of those things 
that I always used to kind of be like, oh, no, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And maybe it's made me jaded. Maybe it's made me pessimistic. But I feel like that's the best way that I can kind of keep my emotions in check is to not get excited about anything until it's actually happened. So did you ever uh, find somebody to purchase it or did that never happen? No. So we're still privately held. No one, no one. Still family. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Do you regret it or do, are you happy that you never sold it? So I, at the time I was devastated, um, but it was definitely more of, it would not have been, if we had sold, Miso and Friends probably would not be around today. Like I think it would have, the company that we were selling to would have maybe tried to do some stuff with it, but maybe it wasn't going to, they could have, they were going to probably turn it into something that I wasn't going to be okay with what it was becoming. Um And my life would have been so different if they did buy it, just like where I would be living, who would like just everything. So I, again, at the time I was super upset, um, but I am so happy that we did not sell. And, you know, I do also think that everything happens for a reason because it's funny, we're working with this company anyways now, and it's just a different way that we're working with them. Um, so yeah, I, I, I am very happy with the way that things have continued to turn out. Um, and ever since I graduated college, I have been able to do this 100% full time. And so that has also made a huge difference in terms of, um, you know, in college, I was, you know, running Miss O while also being in college. So like, that's a totally different ball game. Um, but for this to be like my main focus and my main priority, um, it's crazy. Like I, can't even thought like if I think back to it like thinking that we would have potentially sold and that like my contract would have been with them for like a couple of years and then like I could have done like whatever is crazy to me like I just can't I'm so happy that it fell through <laughs> yeah I mean it does sound you know I'm, I'm sure it was devastating back then like you know you're, that's what you were trying to do and then it fell through But it sounds to me like I would I agree with you. It wouldn't it would definitely not be around if it wasn't for you guys because you know you are basically it's it's like a baby, right? I mean, it you is literally my baby, and I've been doing this for over half of my life, which is insane. <laughs> that's, it's like I'm only twenty I'm not that old, and I've been doing this for over half of my life. It's crazy. <laughs> that talk about pa passion, right? <laughs> yeah, what's well, the thing? Like I care about it, and I, that's the other thing. Like I wouldn't. I don't think I could have got through all those really difficult times and all of you know, the ups and downs, you hear this all the time, but like the ups and downs are so high and so low and there's no way that I would have been able to continue to do this if I didn't actually care about it. And like, that's me with anything. Like it's so hard for me to do anything if I don't actually care about it. Um, and I think that it's just a testament to how much Miss Ho actually means to me. Well, I really appreciate you being honest with all this, with all this ups and downs. It definitely, you know, like, like I told you at the beginning, I mean, it's something that a lot of people are not sharing and they're making people believe that it's the opposite. You know, it's an overtime thing and, and you launch a website and the next day it's like the number one in the world. No, so, and it's not. And it's like <laughs> crazy that I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're doing too, because I think it's important for people to realize like the, you know, the difficulties and that it's, if it's worth it to you, you know, right. And if you, if it's something you really want to do, then like continue on with it, but it does, it does make you question things and it makes you question yourself and it makes you question how much 
can I really take? How much can I really do? Is this something that I really think is going to be successful and important? And um, it makes you ask yourself those tough questions. Like, and sometimes the answer is like, yeah, maybe I should quit. Like, maybe this isn't the right thing for me to be doing. Maybe I can't handle it. Maybe it's not as great as an idea as I thought it was. Um, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So <laughs> I'm still like pushing through when things get hard. But how many, how many times did you think that, that you were doubting yourself, that you were like, well, I have a college degree. I'd rather just go look for a job. And So a ton of times. And it's funny because there were a few times when a couple of years ago, things got like pretty rough too. And I was like, oh no, like I'm not going to be able to do this full time anymore. Like I have to take huge cuts in anything I was making and like, you know, I needed to live also. Um, but I'm also making, you know, as someone who starts the company, you're the first person to take any sort of sacrifice or cut. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh gosh, like, again, I don't know, like, what would I do? So I literally like went on to a bunch of sites, like, like searching like my, I was like trying to like write out my skills, like trying to just like figure out like what it is I could do. And I got so overwhelmed and I was like, I have no idea what I would do if I didn't do this. And it was actually like, it was one of those moments where it was, really scary because I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what I would do if like, I can't do this. But it also like motivated me even more to like, not give up on myself and to be like, No, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do any of that other stuff. And that is funny. I mean, you're 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 the president founder of a big company. But when you look at okay, what are my skills? How can other companies hire me as an employee? You know, it's very few. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what am I supposed to say? But then I was also thinking, like, are they not going to want... I was like, I have a failed company. Like, <laughs> why do they want me? Like, I literally can't... Like, my company went out of business, like, which is why I would have to be working somewhere else, you know? Like, that was my mentality. Um, and I just, like, figuring out my skill set. Like, it's hard to put that into words because... I don't, I have never had any like formal training in anything, which I think a lot of people are in that same boat who start their own companies. They just kind of learn as they go and they're just, you know, continuously like trying new things. Um, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, I like to write. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I even... That is so cool. So, I mean, it looks, it sounds like you've, you've come a long way and you had your, your, you know, what they call the entrepreneurial mountains and the valleys that they can be pretty high, but they can be very, very low too. And, you know, what, what kept you going through all those valleys? I mean, did you have something that you were trying to achieve? Did you have something that you were trying to find? What would that like for you? Yeah. I mean, I think at different phases, like at different times during, um, you know, since we've been in business, there have been different goals. And there have been different, um, you know, just different things that I've wanted to achieve. I think like in terms of what would keep me kind of going just to bring it all back, like bring it back down. I would, I always, and I still do this. I, every time like something is going on or there's some drama, like whatever it is, I go back to like why we started Miss O. Like the goal is to help young girls and help impact them feel empowered, help them build self-esteem create positive messaging, good role models, just a, a good, safe place for girls today. And girls today, like I said in the beginning, have it really, really, really hard, harder than when I was in middle school, for sure. Um, 
So that's something that like I continuously go back to, whether it's reading testimonials or emails or anything that I've received from, you know, so many of the girls that have been on Miss O over the last 12 years, um, just to kind of bring me back to like, and refocus me. And I'm like, okay, like I can do this. This is for the girls. Like, let's do this. Um, but in terms of, I do think it is important to be working towards something. So like right now, for example, all of my efforts are focused on like a season two for hyperlinked, like for our new show. Like that's what I'm working towards. I'm trying to, you know, do everything I can on that front. And I think if I can, um, you know, compartmentalize those specific goals um, during like a short time, it does at least help me stay a little bit more focused. I find myself that I get um, extremely overwhelmed when I, there's just so much to do and there's always so much to do, but I can't figure out what's most important at that time. And I'm trying to do so many different things at one time and they're all, you know, important things to be doing, but kind of honing in on what that most important thing is. And that's something that, you know, over the years when we've had those, you know, those lows to work towards something, one picking kind of like one thing to work towards has helped me move, move past. I love that. And I'm, you know, I'm happy that you brought that up because that was, that was what I was going to ask you is like, what's the background between hyperlink? I mean, your new YouTube red series, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, this is one of those things that you don't hear every day. So I want to hear how did that happen? How was that? Yeah. So basically with Miss O, like as it started to grow, um, you know, I kind of have looked at us more of more as a media company. So like, yes, we have the website for girls and that's, um, you know, it's a great place for them online, but I want to grow it into a bunch of other things. So like right now we're also working on building out a couple apps that are related to the site. Um, and also kind of part of that was to build media in another way, right? Like to, to continue to grow and, um, put out those positive, positive messages for girls. So let's create a show was the kind of premise behind it. Um, there had, you know, not not as much empowering stuff for young girls on TV. Um, and that's really what I wanted to do. So we, um, we, as in my mom and I, um, kind of came up with a rough concept for what a sh and it was funny because we had been, we've honestly been thinking about, um, you know, a show, a book, like, and we, whatever it is for a very long time. And it's kind of, we had such a hard time, like wrapping our head around, like what it would be. We were trying so hard to like, figure out what we wanted the show to be about that. Like we weren't even looking at like the obvious, which is hello, a young girl starting a website for girls and running it. And so the, <laughs> like, I like, love that. <laughs> like, hello, like, why is that a bad idea? <laughs> um, and so basically um, we kind of came, we like kind of worked together, um, you know, just like a concept for the series. Um, at the time we were represented by CAA creative art, creative artist agency, and they kind of put us in touch with some of the writers and, you know, we interviewed a bunch of writers that they were also representing. We found this awesome writer, his name's Larry Reitzer, and he had done a bunch of, um, you know, children's comedy, like, you know, ABC, Disney, ABC family, Nickelodeon, all that stuff, like his whole career. So we kind of worked with him to develop our story, um, really like our, our series Bible, our pilot, just like our whole pitch. Um, and then went out to a bunch of networks and, and pitched the show. So 
learning experience for me, never done any of this before. Um, and it was interesting because the, you know, there was a bunch of, the whole thing about the show was that it was, we wanted it to be like relevant. We wanted it to be authentic. We wanted, like, we wanted it to be real. Like we didn't want it to be like, everyone was so perfect. And the bedroom was so perfect and pink and purple and like everything was clean. And you know, like the girls had these outrageous outfits that no one could ever wear because they're 12 and no one's buying those clothes really. Um, not outrageous and appropriate, but just like so insane. Um, and so YouTube was just starting to come out with their own original programming and like red had just come out. Um, they had done a couple shows for like, you know, the more like 18 plus age range with some of their really big influencers. Um, and they wanted to develop kids and wanted to do something where kids were actually learning, um, learning something from the show that it was positive, it was helpful, it was impactful, it was inspiring. It was basically like everything that like we wanted our show to be. And they wanted the same thing. They wanted it to be real. They wanted to cast the cast as the actual ages of the characters, not have an 18 year old playing a 13 year old girl. Like the, everything that they wanted to do, like we wanted to do too. So it was obviously, extremely exciting when we were finally greenlit for series but that took like from the day that we met them until um the day that we like announced the show it had been like over about two years so it takes a long time um that was something that i learned how long it takes i work at a small company so we can make decisions fast but if you're working with large corporations it's just you know that's the nature of a large corporation. There's a lot of layers that everything has to go through. So it started off with, um, you know, them wanting us to develop our, um, our like full series Bible to write a pilot. Um, and then after that, if they liked it, they were going to do a video concept. So they were going to make like, uh, we basically did like this five minute test. And like in that time we had to, you know, find the cast, find the, find the production company, everything. Um, and then at that test, if they liked the way that the test looked, they would greenlight it for series. So we were greenlit in September of last year and the show just aired this May. Um, and we shot it in eight weeks, which was crazy. We shot all 10 22 minute episodes in eight weeks. So it was basically like sh shooting two movies in eight weeks. Um, yeah, so it was a really crazy experience. Um, and I've learned a ton from it and I love it. And it's basically based on the story of Miss Owen friends. So in the show, Juliet is one of the main characters and she has her sister, Olivia, and she has her best friends, which were the characters that we had already created on the site. And they create Miss Owen friends, a site to help other girls. So they're girls in seventh grade who are doing something to help other girls while also dealing with all of the stuff that they go through in middle school. So there's a lot of STEM, there's a lot of coding, a lot of entrepreneurship, obviously a ton of girl power. Um, and just that like girls being there for each other, positive female friendships, inspiring one another. Um, so yeah. I absolutely I love that story. That is so amazing. I love that. You know, you're, you're basically uh, inspiring girls to become, you know, um, entrepreneurs like yourself and trying to, you know, give them the, the right mindset since they're 10, 12, 13, you know, whatever your audience is. But I also want to hear what, how do you feel right now that you, you already have your series, you have your company running, you, it's been running for half of your life, right? <laughs> so what is, what, what are you thinking? How do you feel right now about all, all this that is happening? 
Um, still like unsettled for sure. Um, you know, there's just like, there's tons of unknowns and there's still like, you know, the unknown, if we get another season, um, the unknown of what's going to continue to happen with the company. Um, it's just, it's always hard to have someone else almost like, uh, in charge of what happens. Like I, there's, you know, with, there's just decisions I can't make, right? Like I can do the most that I can do to get us to a certain point. But at the end of the day, like if I'm working with another company, it's their decision. Um, so that's, you know, it's hard. Um, and it's hard to kind of feel like in limbo and be working really hard and, um, you know, wanting, wanting the best for the company, also for the show, wanting the best for the girls who are in it. Um, I love those girls and wanting the best for them. Um, so yeah, it's still very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> so that I mean, it's it's hard. Like I know sometimes I need to step back and be like, wow, like look what I just accomplished. Like look what I did. Like this is I know that the YouTube series has been a huge um it's definitely the biggest thing that I've ever done. Um and like, you know, I was one of the creators on it and an, and an executive producer. So I took yeah, an executive producer can literally mean anything, but like from what I did, I took on a very hands-on role. So like literally from beginning to end dealing with every single piece in between from production and pre-production and contracts and everything. So I have just like thrown myself into this 100%. So yeah, it's scary to just like, you know, then you put it out there and then it's out there and then you're like, oh no, do people like it? What do people think of it? Um, and then obviously like hoping for more. So it's scary, but I know I need to also kind of like step back and be like, okay, like I did this, this is good. Just appreciate that for five minutes <laughs> instead of like thinking about the next thing. <laughs> And looking at it on the other side, what does it feel to look at your episodes of, you know, sharing your story that people are listening and watching? You're basically looking at yourself building, you know, what you know is going to become. Yeah, um, it's really so surreal. Um, and it was actually even more, I think it was less, it was more cool and exciting to see, like, obviously all the final products because I saw every daily that came in from every round of edit and everything. But the coolest part was actually like the filming of it because seeing, or even just like reading the scripts because like, this, like there's so much in there. Like, yes, it's a show. So there are a few things that are a little different or embellished. Um, but there's just so much in there that's true and that happened. And it like, there's this one part in the last episode of this season, which was like, you know, something, you know, very kind of, it was with an investor. So it was like very true to home talking about getting all these people to, you know, it was just, and I like was on set and I was like trying not to cry. I was like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy because just like seeing also the girls acting in the situation, but portraying the emotions so great that I was like, Oh my God, you're scaring me. Like you're literally like saying my story and it like totally like, I get it. I'm getting emotional talking about it now, but like, it was crazy and super surreal, but very cool. I love that. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna have to watch a couple of episodes to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to see what you're talking about. Very cool. So we're In gonna. Episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we're going to change gears a little bit from your story yeah. to what I like to call the hassle round. We're going to play okay. this this little game. I'm going to throw a word at you and um, whatever the first one word that comes into your mind, that's the one that you're going to say out loud and okay. you're going to give it back to me. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> hustle. 
My dad. <laughs> work. Wait, work? Yes. My life. <laughs> <laughs> Employee. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Boss. Um, me, I guess. <laughs> Rules. Mm, don't apply. Don't <laughs> apply. College. Impactful. Fear. Always. Weakness. I mean, literally eight words just popped into my head. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Strength. Um, passion. Motivation. Girls. And last but not least, books. Important. Awesome. I like that. <laughs> very cool. Well, I mean, you know, I'm very grateful that you were able to share your story today to all the hustlers that are listening. You're, you're a true inspiration, not only to all the girls that you're trying to inspire and to, you know, give them a positive note, but you're also inspiring a lot of other people, including me, you know, to go after your dreams and go after your passion. It's hard, but it's possible. So I really want to appreciate everything you do. And, you know, I'm very proud of all the success that you've done. You're, you've, you've come a long way. And I know YouTube is just going to love you. So I can see already <laughs> 10 seasons of it already. Oh, please. Fingers <laughs> and toes and everything crossed. But thank you. It was, it was also great speaking with you. And, um, you know, I think it is important for people to just know what it's like. Um, and it is something that you can do if you really sacrifice a lot um, and also you know, have people around you who can support you through it. Because I think another thing is, is it's not something you can do alone. And I don't think it's something you should want to do on your own. Um, and there's also no way that I would even be talking to you today if I didn't have such an insanely strong support system from not only my family, but from my friends and my husband and my dog who's sleeping right next to me on the couch. <laughs> um, but just like having, having that, I think is really important. And it's um, not something to forget about. Very cool. So before we leave, um, is there any way that people can connect with you, follow what you're doing? And yeah, um, you can just go onto the Miss O site and there's a contact us. So missO.com, contact us. Um, you know, always love to connect with people. Um, you know, whether it's giving any advice that I can give if if I can, if I can be helpful. Um, but you know, love hearing new ideas, connecting with different companies that are doing anything similar. Um, of course, empowering girls. Um, and you know, anything with STEM and coding is a big thing that we're working on right now because that's a lot of what you see in hyperlinked. Um, yeah, and go watch hyperlinked on YouTube Red. Um, it's great. I promise if you have a tween girl, they'll like it. So very cool. And I'll, I'll, we'll make sure that we we link all those in the show notes at the house yeah. show that code forward slash THS11. All right. Well, thank you so much again for everything you're doing. Uh, thank you for taking the time today to talk to us and to all the hustlers that are listening right now. And, you know, keep hustling out there. Thanks. Thanks so much. So there you have it, hustlers. The story of Juliette, how she started her business at 16 and all the great accomplishment that she has throughout her life. And, you know, she started very young. So I'm very proud of all the success that she has created for herself and her, her family. And remember, all the show notes, you can find them at thehassleshow.co slash 11. Remember all the show notes that we discussed today and everything and a way to connect with Juliet. You can find it at thehassleshow.co slash THS11. And if you haven't done it yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button right now. Right now is a perfect moment, okay? 
keep hustling. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.